They say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them tight conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978 The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great 45-42 Prescott, that's where I'm from Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat In my own lane, no, far from where they crashing at Dumb bar graduate, the game out of mastered it Served in the Navy, look, y'all don't know the half of it Pops passing no one, moms passed last year I know they up in heaven smiling down, crying mad tears Cause they son making it, no telling where I'm taking it My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it Coach that went high in 15 in one state Seen the fork in the road and went straight I know what I'm worth. I'm OG King Kirk, Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend. Let's work. Hey, this is OG King Kirk, your host of the OG Two Cents podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you who continue to tune in each and every week. We truly appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that helps us out a lot. Um, make sure you sub to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, like, share, comment. We appreciate that too. Um, let's remember to stand up against any forms of social injustice and racism. And this episode is brought to you by Zenny Blocks. Make sure to armor your eyes with Zenny Blocks virtually clear blue blockers. It's important to protect your eyes from the harmful blue light from your digital screens so you have less eye strain. And that makes for better sleep and performance. Check them out at zenny.com slash gaming or follow them at Zenny Gaming on Twitter and Instagram. This episode, episode 86, NBA, the 2K Pro-Am community then and now. Uh, of course, there's a lot of people who know or may not know um, one of the trailblazers and helping build out uh, the 2K Pro-Am community. Um, been at this for a long time. Uh, seen a lot of different players come and go. A lot of changes um, in, the, in the community. Uh, for the most part, uh, good, but it still got some room to, to clean up here and there. But overall, it's, uh, it's a community that's thriving. It went from uh, just a regular uh, community to now an eSport. Uh, we're still working through the transition of that. And I think in due time, it's going to be uh, something, um, you know, where you look back on it and be like, man, I was uh, really a part of something and then got a chance to uh, see it grow into something greater uh, down the road. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about that, but I'm, uh, I'm going to have a two, two of my buddies come on, um, you know, Champ 2K, uh, run the ESGN, has uh, been an avid uh, 2K, uh, you know, player. Uh, content creator. I've been in the community for a while. Uh, just having them stop by to chime in in this conversation. And then also we have Yay, um, you know, 2K uh, League champion uh, with the Knicks gaming. And it's uh, the first season in season one. Uh, he also has his own brand now and uh, in, in, uh, five wide where he breaks down a lot of the different uh, 2K uh, prospects is coming up here. Does some great things on uh, TikTok as well. 
Uh, just wanted to bring these guys in and, and just have a discussion uh, just basically about the state of the 2K Pro-Am community. Um, so without further ado, uh, Champion Yay, uh, just how y'all doing today, man? Good, well, man. I mean, I've been good, you know, living life, you know, just same old, same old, nothing new by me. Yeah. What you what you got for me, Yay? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Been working. Uh, you definitely have. You definitely have. And we, <laughs> and we and we gonna talk about that. I mean, uh, just you know, jumping right into it. I, I mean, I guess typically I say people's off season, but this ain't no. It ain't been no off season for you. You've been. I, I, I'm about to give flowers right now to both of y'all, man. Well, champ, it's gonna be a different direction a little bit because we <laughs> had that exchange on Twitter. And I, I understand where you're coming from, but we're going to dive dive into mm-hmm. that. But, yay, you got five wide jumping off. Um, you've been doing a lot of different things on TikTok. You know, same thing, transferring uh, five, basically five wide to Twitter, Twitter with the rankings, uh, doing that on um, TikTok as well, which is, I think is great. Um, you've been doing uh, some some, I guess, color commentating here and there with the league. That's been pretty good. Um, just talk about all of everything that I just mentioned um, about what you've been doing uh, this year. Uh, yeah, so just definitely want to expand my horizon in terms of like um, creating a, the brand of the five wide across all platforms. So through um, TikTok, like taking all the rankings I've been doing and making little small videos for some of those guys who are on there who have their, their – um, have the actual film or have actual game film themselves on Twitter, I can be able to grab it right away and then kind of give them some exposure on TikTok and IG also do IG reels along with YouTube shorts. And um, it has their direct Twitter to where they can go. Whoever's watching go follow them if they want to Just give them some more exposure to the front community. Cause I feel like there's only a handful of guys who really do anything on TikTok. Um, and, and with the 2k league, uh, we have the how to beat series. To where I pick uh, one of the better players in the league, whether it be three v three or five v five, and go over to their strengths and and what you would do to game plan against that set player or team. And I think that um, I've seen some success with that too, as well as the first uh, year the league is doing that. And hopefully to branch off from there, and that you can find those episodes on YouTube as well. And um, along with that, just trying to find new ways to be creative. Um, still doing the yay ladders. Um, now I'm doing a little bit differently. Uh, than I usually do instead of doing them on Twitter, I'm doing them on TikTok. I'm kind of rolling them out slowly. And um, and with Philadelphia coming up, trying to get back to to, to the ADAR as well. So ranking the top 25 players took a little bit of a break um, just because we're in, in this period to where I'm more, a little more focused on the 2K League things. Uh, but once we get to see these guys in person and how they, they play in person and leading into the new game, 2K23, uh, breaking down um, at each position, who are those top players? Good, good. Now, now, champ, you know, you got your ESGN apparel on and everything like that, but haven't been seeing a lot of that lately. And I guess that, you know, the exchange uh, basically on Twitter, um, you know, you took a break from doing some things for, for some personal reasons. I know you got a lot going on professionally, um, but talk about what you've been doing during this time. And then we're going to dive into uh, some of the, you know, my, opinion on how I felt about you you taking a break so I mean for me in the whole process of the pre-draft I spent a lot of time like 
covering content around, you know, the community, just kind of building things up. That's kind of what led to me getting verified um, on the Twitch platform. Um, it was something that like, I was really on that grind. And since the moment the game dropped to like leading up to basically the draft, I was probably doing three or four streams every week. And there, you know, just constant streams over and over again, uploading it to YouTube, trying to build a YouTube platform and trying to eventually get that monetized to where again, like, to doing this is great I, like, again i think me and yay us doing this is something that we've had a passion for um but at the same time financially it has to make sense for us to be you know the time we put in we need to realistically be able to still like financially take care of ourselves when we're doing this content and again for me i mean part of the break wasn't uh, all just based off of like you know like i like i've ha i've been experiencing this for years where like I get backlash or I get some type of push against my content. And that's not a hundred percent. The reason why I've kind of taken the break. Part of it is obviously with school. A lot of people know that um, right now I, I am in nursing school. So it's definitely something that is a challenge and I have to focus um, on that. I actually do finish part. Um, I'm, I'll be halfway through nursing school and I'll have my LPN in August and I'll be continuing my RN um, next January. Um, hopefully as long as I get into that program, but for me, most of the pause is just kind of just to put my focus more on something else, but also like to kind of reevaluate how I'm going to take my approach on a lot of things too, because it's like, for me, I think that, you know, I think with what I do, I expect it to be controversial and that's the point of it to kind of get to people engaged and people have always misinterpreted kind of what my goals have been. Like, you know, people always look at it as clout chasing or looking at it as a way for me to like get attention. And it's not always been about the attention for me it's been more about trying to grow this community and bring eyes that like outside eyes. And like, that's something that has always been like essentially my goal and people have never truly understood that. And another thing, I don't like the idea that when I do my content, I do cover and I do give my opinions that people takes a, a 2k opinion that I have of them and they pull it to another direction outside of 2k. And that was something that kind of was very distasteful for me to kind of be doing things. And that's why for me, taking this break and what I've done is I just, I want to approach things differently. I've been building on TikTok. So right now um, people, I don't really post much about what I've been doing on TikTok, but I'm almost at a thousand followers on TikTok. I've been building a, a TikTok plat platform where we have tick like I've had TikToks that have been reaching that consistent level of 3000 views. So I'm hitting 50,000. Like I've been doing that and I've been taking video clips of like the NBA 2K league. And I've been taking clips are all around gaming because essentially ESGN is the entertainment sports gaming network. It's meant to cover all of gaming. And that's the long-term goal for me. 2K is kind of just a stepping stone. But like I said, for me, I wouldn't say that it's it's like me, I'm going to completely stop. Like I've been posting stuff here. And then here I did a recent um, tiers list where Yay was involved. I know JT and them were involved. And I posted that out there and got, you know, got some reactions from that. But for me this season, I've kind of just like been focusing more on school over the stuff right now in 2K. So, no, nah, and, and that's well put. Um, you know, I didn't even know that you were doing uh, anything on TikTok, so that's great. I mean, if you ask for my two cents, or even if you're not asking, I'm gonna tell you this. Um, I learned this from famous. You, t I take, I, I started um, taking my TikToks and putting them on my IG reels and putting them on my Facebook reels, and before you know it, I got um. I got into the, the content creators program and now I get paid both on Facebook and Instagram uh, for my reels. And, and the thing about it is I think uh, the 
one of the things that I did accidentally uh, smart that I wasn't really trying to do is when I came up with the whole OG King Kurt, that's what I put on all my platforms, except for Facebook. Um, I do have an OG King Kurt Facebook, but I, I, I got my, my personal account verified. If I can do it all over again, I probably would have switched that up. But, um, and in doing so, I, it's not personal. So like everything OG King Kurt, you know, is related to gaming or, or entertainment or culture or whatever I do aside from personally who I am. And I, and I will tell y'all to do that. Like, don't just like take everything and put it on, on platforms and let it live and, and see where it takes you. Cause if you're getting 3000 to 50 K views on TikTok, that can easily equate to this almost the same thing over on IG just for people being curious. And then the next thing, you know, you'll be getting, you'll be getting paid for it, you know? So, and it's, a, and sometimes it's quicker than, than TikTok. You never know what platform is going to take off uh, at the end of the day. So like, I tell y'all the, the, the content that y'all doing, you know, expand it and let, let people be the judge. And then the other thing is like, I think both of y'all do great things. And I, and, and the last thing, you know, about it is like, I, w I wouldn't worry about what people got to say. Like, you know, it's always going to be something. You know, this community is never going to be perfect. You're never going to be appreciated by everybody. You only have to be appreciated by, by the right people. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you do a ranking and people get left off or their buddies get left off, they're always going to have something to say. And yeah. there's nothing you really can <laughs> do about it. I think, you know, in terms what I said was that, you know, don't always feel like you got to have an explanation. Like, I mean, it, you know, focus on your content and your brand. I wouldn't even so much care about what people have to say because in building your brand, it's going to be some people who like it and some people who don't. I remember when I first started putting out OG Two Cents, it was getting a, a, a hundred likes and a, thousands of views and everything like that. I don't do that no more. I mean, but the, the impressions are still is, is, is good. So I'm I'm cool with that. But you gotta understand, like you ain't ever gonna be liked by anybody, by everybody. You know, it's, it's gonna be some people who like you and some people that don't. But um, now that in saying that, like, and I'm, and that's why I'm glad about this platform and be able to conversate because I didn't even know, like I said, I didn't know you were doing anything on TikTok. I see a lot and I engage a lot with Yay, but I didn't know you was doing that. So, and, and one thing I was gonna say about this, and I don't mention it a lot, I have mentioned it in a few interviews, but I was a STNA for 13 years. And like, I see you take a lot of shit about it, you know, and really at the end of the day, that's what I was doing in the process of, of, of getting ready to build up the MPBA and things of that nature. So it's always funny, like how people, you know, pick and choose to, to, to give people hell about what they're doing. But I was doing the same thing. Like, I, I mean, the last three years before I became a, the GM, I was a manager at a, at a group home. But. I was, like I said, I was at STNA for 13 years and, and I know what it's like to, to go through nursing school because my, my ex-wife, she's a, 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 a RN, almost a nurse practitioner now. And, and I, so I know what that level of dedication takes. So to scale back is totally understood. Um, getting in, getting into the topic of, um, this whole episode, you know, 2K Pro-Am community then and now, uh, I think it's a perfect blend. Uh, in this discussion, this is pretty much going to be like a part one because this can go on and on and on. But yay and, and champ, I want y'all to talk about 
how you viewed the 2K community bef way before the league and then kind of like brush it up currently to some of the, the, the drastic changes and differences that you see? Um, yeah, I'll, t I'll touch on this first and then I'll, I'll let Champ go. Um, I kind of came into the uh, 2K community a little bit later than, than Champ. Champ was one of those comp guys who was probably coming in at what, 15, 16, if I'm not mistaken, Champ. And I kind of came yep. in around 17 is when I started getting on the market there. But for what, what I've seen, uh, with they have the 250K tournament. So it kind of encouraged a lot of guys to be loyal to one organization for the most part. So we've seen the Space Jams and Island games come through um, to where it was not a lot of team hopping and you associated a player with a certain name. Uh, I mean, a, a player with a certain uh, org, if you can say, or a team. And now it's a little, a little bit more cutthroat because now these guys are just kind of take whatever opportunity is given to them. There's a lot more leagues, so it's a lot more opportunity. Sometimes uh, you're playing on a team who can't play in every single league. When back then it was only a handful, uh, so that, that that causes guys to move around. Now we have overnight tournaments that kind of sprung up overnight uh, this past few months with uh, the Hoff League, and it it it, it uh, requires a lot of players to kind of move around a little bit, and that's what I've noticed. Um, and another thing that I'm kind of seeing that, um, it's, it's a handful of people who really take control or take the opportunity to kind of build their own brand. And I think we should see a lot more of that from a lot of these guys who are trying to make the league or just trying to make anything out of the esport itself. Um, back in the day, I feel like every, every good team that you saw, they were streaming it had a bunch of people like watching, like like all the Goofies and the JTs and uh, with the Slay Island, they built a big brand, even like Precise, who were just like a YouTube guy who didn't ever have like a big team for himself, but he, he still did enough content where we all know who he is. I th we see it today, but it's just not as much. Like, I don't know if you guys can name three guys in post-draft right now who are getting a big, who are really streaming consistently or building a brand other than like the 2K, the 2K twins. I can't, I, I can, but... Two, two, out, two out of those three, you already know. Like you already know. Like yeah. I mean, ironically, like Chalk is still streaming and playing in overnight tournaments and, yeah. and and competing. And then of course spam. And then, like you mentioned, the twins. I think the twins, man, they they have a rather unique dynamic up, that they really could capitalize off of bigger than bigger than than what they're doing. I mean, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, that's kind of my point. I think, like, if opportunity is there. I feel like a lot of guys aren't capitalized on that. Of course, we see, like, some of the guys who've been around for a while. Like you said, Chalk, I think Greenlight is another guy who um, he's streaming a lot more than he used to in the past. And he's showing that he's still really good, that he can jump back in the league and pick up where he left off. Um, I think Fab is starting to pick up his YouTube a little bit more. We're seeing some from some of the guys who've been around for a little while. But in terms of new names, new guys I've never heard of, I, like I would think every post draft, it should be like at least a handful, five to ten guys who should be putting themselves on the map. And what they're doing, they're playing with those top guys, and they might be in the they might be in the picture, but they're not capitalizing like the way Bag Motion did or the way King's World is kind of doing it for himself. So like I would like to see a lot more of that uh, going forward. But in the back, just to just kind of bring my point full circle but back in the day you saw that from a lot at least one or two guys from each team and it'd be good to kind of get back to that uh, old style of frame where 
um, everybody's name, like the, before the fame is kind of like the only team that kind of sticks together. But other than that, if, all these teams had like a core five that we can kind of grow up with and see the progression. Uh, that'd be great. All right. So this one, I actually kind of want to like, um, Kurt, if you could just restate the question for me real quick, and then I do want to say something about what Ye did say. Uh, but could you restate the question for me real quick, Kurt? Yeah, this is pretty much just getting into the topic of this episode. It's just the 2K Pro-Am community then and now. Mm -hmm. uh, just talking about some of the, the drastic changes and differences uh, from back mm -hmm. in the day uh, before the league and now in the league's existence. So when the league before this is before the league and like I know um, yay kind of stated I've been around this community a lot longer than most people probably know um, I feel like some people might forget how long I've been involved with this stuff like I'm talking about back in the day when crew was the thing and like yeah people might not have known of me because I was involved with Nate and Slay me and me and them you know we were childhood friends and stuff like that and we kind of transitioned from Madden into 2k and we started playing in like the VBA, the VHL, like the VHL, that's like the NHL, like all these different like leagues. This was kind of like the leagues before like the MPBA and everything kind of came around. It was all that stuff. And like back in 15, I remember like there being like the Jordan Rec and we were trying to get on courts to play against guys like Spaceship, like with like JT and that we were trying to actually play against them and they wouldn't play us because they didn't know who we were. And that has been something that I think has been a continuing problem within the growth of 2k as like a whole for the prone community like yeah yeah like obviously like we got that opportunity to play against them you know what i mean but like the competitive scene versus net like to, from back then to now I, i'm, I'm kind of i looked at it as primary growth and what i mean by primary growth is the growth was primarily on the game now i feel like the prone growth is third party like it's a or a secondary growth the issue and I, with the growth right now in the pro community as a whole is that it's not growing on the game. It's growing on a third party platform, which is Twitter or, you know, maybe Twitch, but it's not growing primarily on the game where it needs to be. And that's where the poor people are. That's where the people like the people who play the game the most are the people who are on the game, not the people who are on Twitter or on Twitch and stuff like that. And the issue with like back then is like, people like it was a lot of word of mouth or just groups of friends that got together to play in these leagues and that's kind of what built the original community so it obviously like you you, you think about the founding fathers of the community you know you talk about guys like Kurt, famous um maybe you know maybe comp um obviously you know some of the wr guys like evan and all these guys they all are like the founding fathers of this community and then you have like the founding or i guess in the sense orcs like you had like space chance you had island gang i mean I guess with Bear, you had like his Road of Legends team and stuff like that, slight work and all that. You know, there's so many different teams. And, I, you know, you talked, yeah, you kind of mentioned like that idea of team hopping and how it's like a normal thing now. I'll tell you the first time someone team hops and it became such a controversial thing, I'll never forget it, is when Fab went to Space Jam. And a lot, some people will remember that. I remember the, uh, the conversation that was on social media when, um, this was kind of, I think, I think this was in 18. It was like the start of 18 when Fab left his slight work guys to go play with Space Jam and it ended up not working out. Everyone was like, oh, they're going to win all the leagues. They're going to be good in all these leagues or whatever. They didn't do that. And it shot like, you know, and then Fab ended up going back to his slight work guys. But like, you know, back then it was kind of like something like, it's kind of like, you know, they talk about like 90s basketball versus today's basketball. It was something that was frowned upon, but now it's something that's just a norm, which is unfortunate 
because it's like you try to build this brand, you try to build growth with these players and you can't because there's no consistency. And it's like when you have all this jumping around and like one day I'm on slight work, but now I'm on like cool gaming 22. It's like, there's no consistency in this community and you can't build anything when it's just this jumbled up, like, you know, crap. Like I, like, that's how I look at it. It's just, there's too many things going on. And you mentioned the idea of why aren't we get, like getting these new names? And it's because we don't have primary growth. Like people aren't like, like we used to build, we used to compete on leaderboards before there was leagues. So uh, can, our, I inter- not, can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I think the primary growth is really just not coming from Pro-Am. I know, I know it, it don't really answer the question that Kurt was saying, but we see new stage guys all the time. Yeah, but that here's my thing about it though. Like the, the, when I'm talking about primary growth, I'm talking about like, so the reason why like all the teams started out, like how we figured out how to compete against teams was we used to literally invite teams from the top ranking teams on the power rankings on 2K and play against them and match up against them. We don't have that anymore because everyone looks at the, the rankings on Pro-Am as irrelevant. So there is no like link to the primary source to like to find new talent in the game. You, you want to know what Slay used to do? You know how Slay discovered people like Nudini and stuff like that? He literally looked on the top teams and then like invited players to our party. And we literally would have random people join our party and we run games with them. And if they were good, we were like, yeah, like, and like, like Rhea, Rhea was an originate like origination of Island Gang. Like a lot of people don't realize all the people who actually went through that Island Gang team that now are some of the best players in the, in the league. Like you had guys like Mo and you had guys Bear. like, like I said, like Rhea, Bear, Bear, Bear was, uh, listen, uh, Bear was team Air Jordan before he was Island Gang. Okay. I never forget that one. <laughs> but, um, but my point is that like we had like a primary source that we were using to kind of bring people in, but not the fact that we no longer use that. And now we kind of just like, you know, we, we play word of mouth, like, or like, I, I don't feel like we have that, that unique growth that we had before. And now we just depend on like, you know, like, Oh, have you, have you been playing with competitive teams? Like a lot of teams don't give opportunities anymore too. Like you see like the rinse, like the recycle thing, like, People aren't bringing in new names because they're just like, oh, wait, he played for so-and-so. He can come just jump and play shooting guard for us. We're not going to pick up a new name and get our own name. We're just going to pick up that guy and just try to team up on, like, one big super team. Yes. So, like, so like, like I said, like, the issue is, like, uh, Pro-Am itself, we don't use our game anymore to, like, find new talent on there. And, like, yeah, like, no one's going to go into the walk-on to find a Pro-Am teammate. Like, no one, no one does that. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. And, like, you know, like you could send a group post. I know that like, I see some people who used to use the group post on like Xbox. I don't know if PlayStation has it, but they used to do it on Xbox where they would just do group posts. And that's what Slay would do too. Slay would use the group post to find new people to, for us to play with, to run to like for rankings. But now the competitive yeah. scene has gotten to this point where like, you don't want to go out there unless you have your best five. Like you, you don't want to just go out there with anybody. And that's the problem now is it's gotten to that level where we don't want to go out there with just anybody. And that's you got to bring the court the court grinders back. Yeah, yeah. Is, now I when I had I had um I had D's on the on the podcast, and that's one of the things he talked about, champ. He talked about you know the initial leaderboards really meant something. Like it wasn't it wasn't like what it is now, where people like you know don't pay attention to it or they just look at it as random or whatever. We knew in 2016, 17, like leaderboards matter. Like when you, cause when you look in the top 100, you saw the best players in their teams in, in the, on the leaderboard. So you kind of, even if you didn't know who some of the players were, 
you kind of got a feel here and there whether you matched up against them or you saw how productive they was against some of the other top teams. And I and I think overall more people streamed back then than now. Mm-hmm. Like I think now if you have to ask me like if you fast forward it to the the league phase because now and it, and it's and it's changing a lot because it's a lot different from the original 102 until now we're talking about going into season six where most people are relying on word of mouth or they re- are relying on their buddies to like put in a word or anything like that because they don't stream they don't they don't do anything to stand out from anybody other than playing the game so that's the only thing you can be relying on because um at some point I don't see how players don't get it, but you can't move a brand if the players don't have a brand. Like, because I always ask people, what are you going to do if you go to an organization and you're not winning? Like, how do you separate your value to be, to stay with that organization? If, if, if you, if you're not winning and you don't have a brand, you don't do anything to help make the brand attractive. What do you like? What do you do? And I think a lot of people are still not answering the bell uh, when it comes to that. I mean, like I said, we we mentioned a lot of like if we just name the three other the people who are streaming and, and everything like that in post drive, two of them are already known. Like, you know, yep. and and money in the bank, you know, if if they're both uh, draft eligible next year. So um, it's, it's always funny when you look at it from that standpoint. I think now. Um, I, I also looked at it back in the day um, before the league. We had the Pacers event. That's actually when I met you, Champ, yeah. the first time. Like, I, I met Champ too. <laughs> yeah, we had we had the pay. That's when I met Famous the first time. We had, we had the Pacers event. We had the Cleveland event, and people wasn't scared to come up and say nothing. Now, right. fast forward that I was in Vegas, and I and, and I, I I went past hundreds of players, and some of them never said anything. I could probably count on one hand how many players actually came up to me and said something. Yeah, I, and, you, and, me, you, and Chris was chilling upstairs for most of the most of the time. Well, here and there, but but not no. Well, as the tournament went on, but when I initially first got there, I circulated a lot, and most of the time I would I would go up and uh, introduce myself. Like I mean, but far as people like coming up and saying something, and then half the time with these players, you won't recognize them. In, in public because they Twitter profile, they, they got it's a mask. They cut, anime. Uh, yeah, it's in it. Like, you, <laughs> you don't know. But me, you can't, you know who I am. Like, but so that's something that, you know, that's just extremely funny to me. I mean, and, uh, and when you can look at now and then, but, uh, it's just, uh, something that I think people haven't really gravitated to. I think, um, you still got certain GMs and coaches that have bigger brands than players. And like, yeah. I always used to tell my players, like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one with the biggest following or the biggest brand. It, it makes zero sense because yeah, being a GM and coach is not attractive to, to a younger audience. Being a player is attractive, like not GMs and coaching positions are, are attractive to people who are really closer to getting into that role. You know, whether it's a former player or uh, somebody like you guys has been in a community and been doing things or whatever, but that's not attractive when you're trying to f- build a fan base. Yeah. And I always and, tell them that. And I want to say something on that real quick, Kurt. Like, like for me, 
do I wish I could put my full amount of time into doing all this stuff? And could I possibly build a brand to be much bigger? Yes, I could. You know what I mean? Like, but like you said, you do understand, like from obviously having a healthcare background, knowing what it's like, what you kind of can relate to what I go through, you know, like this is something, unfortunately, I can't create as a primary. And it's been a tough thing for me because like, I try my best to put as much into it. And every time I do, it does work out. Like it does work out very well for me. Like there's a lot of things that like I've wanted to do over the years. And it frustrates me when I don't see players do it with the amount of time that I know they can, they have with the money that they're making. And I'm not saying, I'm not acting like they're making crazy money, but like some players. Hold on, time out, time out though, time out though. People say that, but like the only people that don't look at it as like realistic money is like people who have actually worked in the workforce. Some of these guys have never had a job. Yeah. So 30K is a lot of money. For yeah, like for six months. They, we're talking about six months, too. Yeah. And the thing is... And for, yeah, for, for and so like I'm saying, y'all have worked in the work. Like, y'all y'all have an idea of what it's like to get up every day. Yeah, but I still clock. I still think 30K is a good amount of money, even regardless of, like, like how I look at it. I look at it as, like, yes, like, I'm not going to sit here and act like players don't have to work as hard for certain things. But, like, I see some jobs, and I see the amount of money some people can make in a year from working certain jobs compared to working in the 2K League. And, man, I'll take the 2K League 10 times out of 10 compared to some of those jobs. So it's, like... My thing is, though, like you get into gaming to try to keep it like to make it something that you can stay in. Like if you 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 when you go in as a young age, like it's great because like if, if I was 18 years old in the NBA 2K League, I'd be doing anything to try to build up because I have opportunity to like to do like there's a lot more opportunities when you're younger versus as you get older because responsibilities start to you know, add up, like, you know, I, like it, once you have kids, you know, things get a lot different. Once you buy a house, things get a lot different. And even just in general, like once you move, like, even if like you just rent a place or you move out, of, you move out of your family's house, or if you like things change over time. So it's like when you're 18 years old and you're in an e-sport that's run by the NBA, there's so much potential for you to build, whether, you know, you're seeing like players who former players becoming, you know, like JTV getting on the broadcast, becoming a, a commentator, you know, you see, you know, now Ye is getting opportunities to make videos on the YouTube channel for the NBA 2K League. I mean, there's so many, and you got even GMs and coaches, like, look at, you know, look at, um, you know, your former player, um, Lav over there, you know, he's, he's a GM of the Cavs and then you got Nacho over in LA. It's like, there's so much opportunity for players to build up and like, it's kind of how like in healthcare, like, yeah, I might be a tech now, but now I'm building to be a nurse, like, you know, a nurse. Next thing you know, I build my master's to open up, like whether I want to be a practitioner or I want to open up my own business as a nurse. Like there's so, like there's steps to building and we're starting to see it form in the NBA 2K league to where you're seeing different steps for people to form. And I just think it's so important for people to build like brands and stuff like that and advertise themselves to get to that point to where one it's money in their pockets. Like I hear GMs always talking about like, we're just trying to help our players. We're trying to help you guys like help yourself, like, you know, feed your families and stuff like that, or put money in your pockets. And then like, I feel like some of these players are literally like losing money by not spending that time to build a brand or build content. Like it's so simple. You know what like, it's called champ? They get, they get comfortable and, mm -hmm. and get complacent and thinking like, Oh, I'm good. And I'm going to be here for a minute. Like yeah. and, and it's only those who who were in the league that may be out of the league for a year or two realize like damn like you know I I like I, I really took it this. for granted like I mean look at that right now 
Like yeah, that. and I said I said this to uh, I said this not too long ago. I said don't be surprised if you start seeing an influx of, of older, mature players that show that they still got it, like and get and getting another opportunity because. I look at a lot of the younger players, they don't they they don't relish in the moment. Like they don't they're not really they're not really they I, and it's a hard thing to do though. Like I mean, you literally getting into a league, you become a professional. Think about it this way. Champ, when you was coming up, you played against everybody that was good. Everybody like everybody. Yeah, you every during that window when you came into the 2K community, you matched up and played against everybody that went on. Some of these guys are not doing that. Like if you look at a lot of these these players that are that are that are that that's that was in this draft, and then even some that's coming up in the next, they have not played against everybody that that's 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 considered good at the game. Like and, and so therefore the mentality that you need to have to keep that hunger and, and, and to stay ambitious about being good in the game, in the league, at, whether it's pre-jab or whatever, they don't know about that because they haven't competed against those guys who, who hungry like that every day. Now, understand this too. Uh, when you talk about certain opportunities is that you have some players who play in the league that, of course, you're only getting paid for six months. So the other time that they're off in the off season, some may go to work, some may go back to school, um, and, and 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 try to create other revenue streams that may not require them to be on the game every day. So you know, they, uh, that's another reason why a lot of people don't get to play against that competition because it is mentally draining during the six months trying to compete uh, at a high level and win each and every game that you go out and play. And because uh, you know that that's not always going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. and now this year with the three v three aspect of it, it's really grueling. You look at it, you going five v five, three v three, then three v three, three three weeks. Then and you can and you alternating back and forth and you know and everything like that. So that little breaks that we used to get, yeah, you remember, like you remember, like we used to get bye weeks. Like you know, teams will have a chance to recharge and stuff. Like you know. It, you don't have that time anymore. So it does get a lot draining. So when the season is over, those players who get retained, because I know that used to be a big topic, like why, you know, players that get retained, they, you know, they just chilling. They not playing out. Of course, some chill a lot longer than others, but <laughs> everybody's, situa- <laughs> everybody's situation is different. Well, so let, let, me, let, let me just, just comment something real quick. Cause I obviously don't want to go too much on like a tangent, but like, I, I, I look at it like this. All right. So, like, I get it. You know, you you play in the league for six months. It's a lot, all right? You're, you're, you're showing up to practice. You play a game for a long time. You want to relax at the, end of that, at, at the end of that all. But at the same time, it's like when the new game comes out, there is a way to balance yourself as a gamer to make it to where, like, realistically, you can play the game and do other things. Like, if I can watch people play the game and I can still work and go to school, I believe people can create some type of schedule to like fit them. But the problem is a lot of gamers aren't on schedules and that's the biggest thing. And it's also like, people don't know what content is. That's the number one thing I've noticed is that most people don't know how to get started in content in general. When me and bear, me and Joe had to literally kick bears. Like we had to kick him in, in, into like 
oh my god like the amount of times me me and joe had to yell at bear to do certain things and edit the way he was editing on certain things posting certain things streaming like the behind the scenes stuff that me and joe were doing with bear like it, like again like it, it was fortunate that bear situation that he was in, in the, um that he was in um minnesota like living there with um with kai but like we had to do so many things to motivate bear to push bear and like me i would always make comments to bear saying like yo you're just gonna give up again you know what i mean like you're just gonna give up again and that motivated like he told me that motivated him to actually drop more videos and then he started dropping videos and he started getting some good views you know what i mean like he started getting like a couple five thousands ten thousands and we were constantly saying hey you gotta you gotta drop this type of video you gotta drop this type of video I know the videos I get views on 2K. It's the build videos, it's the jump shot videos, it's the dribble videos, and it's all those tutorials on how to be good at the game. And if you play the game that much, you might as well make content around it. And people are too scared to give the secret sauce as in sense, I guess you could say. But like at the end of the day, everyone usually gets to that point to like to the secret sauce at one point in this game. And like if the retail is different than the league build then what's the, like, what's the hurt of giving information to casual people like bear be out here, like telling people how to run offenses, like three, two and all that stuff. And two, three, well, defenses, two, three and three, two, whatever. And he'd be talking about plays and competitive scene. He's giving out all the sauce. And like, that used to be the cliche that people would tell me like, Oh, I don't want to give up my like tips to how I play lock. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to give away what I do, but like at the same time, like, there is truly no secret when it comes to some things people everyone a lot of people figure things out eventually so like there's there's a roadmap out there to be successful it's just about actually putting the work and taking the time to do it that's no. that's that's just what i have to say there with that no without a doubt i'm gonna ask you a few quick questions before we mm -hmm. get into the community questions that was asked mm -hmm. on that uh that tweet mm -hmm. um thoughts about 3v3 um i'll go first on this one um I think that the 3v3 was a fantastic idea. It was a fantastic conversation. I just don't like the idea of going back and forth between 3v3 and 5v5. I think that that is one mentally draining on the players and also very hard for a viewer to keep up with because there's so many 3v3 games, it's overwhelming. And it's like, for me, I tried to watch it and I still watch it, but it's so hard for me to keep up with it. And then there's games off broadcast. Like there's too much going on. They're like, I, I remember one time there was a crazy series going on off broadcast and, the, and again, it's not the first time this has happened, but like it was a crazy series going on off broadcast that like they didn't get till to the end. They literally got to the last shot of the game. I can't remember if it was Dukes or someone. It was like they got, they, they missed the entire game on the broadcast and they got over to it. And it was like this crazy series. And it's like, I didn't see any of it and I can't go and see it because it was on the command center. So I don't, there's no way I'll ever be able to watch that series. Cause I did not get a chance to see it. So it's like, there's just too much going on. Like, and I just think that this is an idea that Harris, so I'm not taking this idea, the idea that Harris had, and this is how the league gets a full year around, which that's another thing. If the league goes a full year around, it will change a lot of lives. People will actually be able to buy a house that are in the 2k league. Um, that's something I had a conversation with Lav because you only get six months of pay in the 2k league. So when you go to show your pay to like, you know, get a, like get a mortgage, they don't let you get the house unless you have, like you have to show a full year's worth of pay. So that's a whole other story. But my point is like, 
with um, the 2K League, I think they need to do six months of 5v5 and six months of 3v3. And what they do is they do the six months with 5v5, and then you have to retain three players in the offseason. And those three players then have to go play in the 3v3 League in, the, in, the, uh, in like the other six months. That's how I think the league game. should be. You're yep. playing a whole new game, though. Yeah, exactly. But that's fine. That's fine. Like, you, like because you, you keep the 5v5 where it's been, and you just add 3v3 into the other six months. So then like there's those three players are streaming, building their platforms. And like, that's because in a sense, the three players that most orgs like keep on their teams, those are the long-term players in our league. And those are the players that we want to be building up year round. And we want them to be streaming. We want them to be building platforms compared versus the players that, you know, might not traditionally be on teams every year or might just be done with the league. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's a great way, a great system. Cause then that like the three players they're getting, they're making year round revenue. And they're also like they're also playing in the offseason and you're not losing them because like the problem is like we have too many players in this league that they get retained. And guess what? They don't play the game for the next six months. And it's gotten better over the years. But that was our biggest issue is we'd have retained players that just wouldn't play the game for six months and then come back to the league. And then they're like sh- like they're, they're struggling early on. And it's like your team gets out to a slow start because they didn't play the game. So I think that's how you resolve this issue. OK, what's your thoughts on 3v3? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I definitely like the idea. Um, the biggest thing that I think the league did was let the community be able to qualify and then be able to play the pros. Once it shows the skill gap between the community and the pros uh, right out the rip, because it's only one team that's really getting to Indy every time. They got team handles qualified twice. And then the other, what, six, seven teams they have each time that just, just can't make it in. So, it kind of quiets a lot of the trash talk in terms of like, oh, why didn't I get in? And if I get to play these guys, how would I perform? You get your chance through 3v3 and you already you can automatically see how that works. Um, but I think it does, it would be a lot better. Like what Champ was saying, if they were able to kind of space the games out a little bit more, that way we can see uh, a lot of the games um, because I think they just kind of jumble them all together. And we can, we have to constantly bounce around to see what's, what's really hot. Um, when it, once it gets in Indy, I think it look, looks a lot cleaner. Um, I don't I don't agree with doing the, the half and half, though, because you're playing a whole new game. Some teams might not know who they really want to retain. You might only want to keep two guys instead of three, and then teams are going to have to pay more money. Like, from an economic standpoint, I don't think it will really work um, unless you just tell the guys you only can play the retail version, and then we, they could probably pick up a, a, a community guy to, to join these teams, but that's a whole new thing. But that I think it's, it's a lot around. It's, it's a lot of getting around that in terms of making it like a year-round deal for 3v3. Um, I, I like the overall idea, though. I think you're bringing in another audience. Now these now the, the kids are thinking they can compete against these guys. Um, a lot of the stage community kind of getting drawn in, getting big names like Tysino and Annoying is huge. And then getting those guys in person is huge and seeing how they compete in person. Uh, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for the program community to really appreciate it, though, because I think the program community, is just they just only really care about getting in on a 5v5 spot. But the people who are really taking it serious are uh, they do have the cognitive like uh, thought to be like, OK, if I want to bring more value to my name, I have to play stage or I have to play threes. Um, and they might do that uh, come pre-draft, which uh, I think we're seeing a negative effect in the post-draft because you're either qualifying for the 2K tournament and you should be also trying to get into the UPA tournament 
that's coming up here in Philly, and they, they need some 3 3 bodies there. So if anybody's watching this and you want to get in the 2K League, always do what you can to get onto any stage to play in person. If you can get in the UPA stage to play 3v3 and make a name for yourself that way, it's a good start. So maybe we get some new bodies over there to show themselves. But 3v3, they, I, to wrap my thought up, uh, 3v3 has an idea. I think it looks good. I think we still have to – there's still some minor uh, adjustments you can make to make it better as an audience to appreciate it a lot more, to kind of space some of these games out. Um, but I like the direction the 2K League is going in. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. No. Go ahead, champ. What you? I'm sorry. What you got? I, I, I'm sorry. I just want to say something real quick. I think that yay. I mean, again, I don't want to go too far into this because I obviously you know we have a lot of other things to discuss. But if the league, the biggest thing I think is to let down, and the, it would be really helpful for the league is if we're playing the game with a new product comes out, and it would be great for the league to be having broadcasts going on when the game is popping versus having it going on when the game is a sense near the end of its cycle so i think having that 3v3 is a better investment like in the because again that's one of the most popular game modes we have it going on when the game is popular plus like we could give the option to players to stay home and play in the 3v3 league and then they only fly them out for in-person events to save the league money if they wanted to too and also with the idea where some you said some teams don't want to retain three players that's why you have an like i don't want to say the expansion i don't like to call it the expansion draft but like let's say you don't want to retain a certain player then you can go out into the expansion draft and take another player that a team didn't want and so then that way there's an off season there's there's a pre-draft before the actual draft so then no matter what every team has three to go in the off season so let's say that like, like i want to go agency? yeah like a free it's like a free but like it's a draft but like basically let's like let's say like example let's say kurt wanted to hold two players and he wanted to like but like he didn't want to have all three but now he has the option to go get someone like lav like um lavish from like the like that just got traded you know they got they get, he gets someone like lavish now on his team you know so instead of wait like instead of waiting to get a power forward then he can just get a power forward here you know what i mean like i don't it just it makes it i feel like having that one it, it makes the league to where like more older like more players are having a longevity versus being one and dones because that's the biggest thing it's like the security in this league like why am i going to be like put all this effort into the league to have one year at least now you know that like let's say what's what's three times 24 60 60 72 spots every year are are, are just like same players so we're not constantly like having like new like we're not like flooding the league with too much of new talent and i'm not saying that that's that's been a huge issue but like i think that that helps that way for like people to feel like okay like i can still have a job you know what i mean or i can still be in this league for another six months like and have some type of security i don't know i i I think there's a lot i think i think no i think it's it's all good conversation and trying to figure out what's the best method to make both uh modes of a 2k league relevant all 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 throughout the year i mean so i i always think it's, it's good conversation let's get into some of these community questions um in particular i think it was at bk carlos 17 um he said <laughs> should the 2k league add more teams even make new ones that's not an nba team and i guess he said gen g is a star and i and I, I'll answer that just real quick because it's some it's some community questions directed it specifically for for you, champ, and then some I'll throw at you too, Jay. Um, of course, the league is gonna always be looking for expansion. I mean, I think uh, it had it has to make sense uh, f- 
for whoever it is trying to join. I, I don't, I, I think I can see, I, I, I would think somewhere down the line, you may have independent uh, franchises, you know, wanting to get a team in or whatever. But right now, you know, you're going to be looking at more of your esports organizations that may be non-NBA franchises that's still going to continue to get in. So, I mean, that's always going to be something evident that the league is trying to do. I think the same, um, you know, just like the evolution that we've seen it go from, you know, 16, 20, 24, like, and then I'm sure some teams will be uh, coming in this season, this upcoming season. So I think that's something that's going to always be the target. Uh, Lynn Griffey. If Champ could take one thing he knows now back to when he first became interested in covering the league, what would that be? Um, I wish I would have known um, how people would take what I said five years ago and take it to this day. So today I'm 25 years old, okay? But I started when I was 20 years old with a lot of what I've been doing. So a lot of people don't realize how young I truly am. And like, I can sit here and say that I've made mistakes and think I've overstepped and I've said things that maybe I should not have said, but in the same sense, like, I don't want to use youth as a reason to like for certain things. Cause at the end of the day, like what you do, you got to live with it, whatever. But like, for me, like uh, there's some things I wish I would have been a little less, I guess, uh, for comment, like forward with, I wish I would have, just kind of kept it to myself more and the problem is I've always kind of been more open mind like I've kept my like I've always expressed how I felt about things and I wish for me I would have been a little less of that and a little more just kept it to myself and I think that that would have changed a lot of things um there's been opportunities too that I wish I would have taken now versus you know today but at the same time it didn't make sense for me you know I had an opportunity for a coaching position um, with the jazz back in season one. And, you know, I didn't take it because of the finances that they offered me. I didn't feel it was enough money. Um, I didn't want to like, could I have taken it and just take the hit and just try to see what happens? Like, it's tough. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 20, you know, I'm like 19, 20 years old trying to make this type of decision. It's hard. You know what I mean? Like what, like, you know, you look at Nick, someone who's a very young, you know, coach in this league. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for like younger people like ourselves to like make these types of decisions. And I'm not saying it's not any easier for people as you get older, but like, for me, it's like, you know, I'm in college and I'm like, I, I, in sense, it's like, I drop out of college and go be a 2k coach. It's like, that's a huge, like, that's, that's a, that, that's, that's a risk. You know what I mean? Especially for the money they were going to pay me. Like I won't share the amount, but it's not like, it, it, it wasn't that good. And it, it, I was taking a huge risk for an organization that's across the country from me. So it's like, I, I could, could I have been a coach at one point in this league? Yes. But at the same time, like it, it just wouldn't have made sense. And for me, like part of me wishes I would have taken those opportunities and done them. But at the same time, like I am thankful for where I am today because, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy where I am, but at the same time, I do wish that I was deep, like somewhere in the NBA 2K league helping this league because there's so many things that I wish I could help this league with. And I know I could help with, but it's just, it sucks being like, you know, you're locked out, you know, you feel like the door is just like, you're trying to break in, you're trying to break your way in. And it's like, it's, it's been tough, but I mean, de definitely. And also the Raptors situation, you know, I, I, 
I wish I wouldn't have listened to people who told me to like express that I was more like, you know, that like I was a part of that. You know, I do actually troll about that a lot. Like, like, but I did help that. I did help that org um, with a lot of things. Um, I don't want to take credit away from Shane and all them. And yes, the players did pick their friends, but in a sense, like I, I did really push to get those guys picked on that team because I, you know, like they went to me as an analyst and like, if I'm saying this player's good, the players are saying he's good it was overwhelmingly to take these players and it worked out. You know I mean? The team went 16 to no. like, yeah, my name is attached to that. But in a sense, like, yeah, I don't, I'm, it's not all me, but I'm a part of it. You know what I mean? Like it's something that I was a part of and like, I'm going to hold, I'm going to take credit for it because it's something that I'm trying to help project myself into getting into a position to actually make an impact. So, but I do wish I would have been a little less vocal about that and just kept that to myself. But in a sense, it's like, it is what it is. Like I said, it was just an attempt to try to see if I can get myself into a position to put me in a better position. But All right now, yeah, now aside, of course, of winning a 2K League championship, I mean, because that's the goal for everybody. Uh, what's been your best experience related to the league? Ah, uh, man, that's a tough question. I think it's more of the networking, getting to know the people that I've come to, to meet, um, and learning a lot too, as well. And that's, that comes from people who weren't even in the league when I was playing, like guys like Joe Vegas, um, like even like meeting yourself and some of the nuggets you shared with me, like talking to guys like Famous, uh, even BD, uh, Kyle Rudy, uh, and like meeting guys in the organization, like guys in um, Madison Square Garden um, organization, the NBA uh, itself, and then uh, just learning how to like the network uh, in this field that I wasn't familiar with because before I got into the league, I was in sales. I was in logistics and sales and kind of did that thing. I'm still doing that now. But the fact that I opened up a whole new bracket for myself to where I can start capitalizing, making money in this field and meeting new people and gaining new opportunities. I think that was uh, the biggest part of my experience other than actually playing the game and then be able to be able to pass some of that knowledge down to some of the guys trying to come into the situation because uh, we were talking about this before about players not capitalizing on their opportunity as a player. I didn't do that because in my mind, I didn't know better. I just knew all, all I wanted to do was win games. I didn't even think about Twitch and YouTube until I was out of the league and 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 uh, uh, the beer bug came around. So I was like, all right, let me start streaming now. I got all this time and I'm inside. So uh, like, be able to pass some of this knowledge down has been uh, it's been huge too and meet some of these new guys coming in. So I think I came in at the right time to be able to, uh, to one, meet and network with a lot of knowledgeable people and then um, – see the new talent come up to kind of uh, build a, uh, a bigger beginning for the new, the, the people after them uh, in the next few seasons. So uh, to be like a pioneer in it all was like a big experience. Okay. Just to, um, to wrap up this topic before we get to OG wants to know uh, from both of y'all, if you could change anything current about currently about the 2k pro-am community, what would it be? I'll let you go first on this one. Then I'll answer it. Oh, no. no you let me go first. I mean, I can go. For, I, listen, yeah, I can step <laughs> up and play. I, I mean, I was just like, you know, I'll let you get the first opportunity. But, you know, I'll go first. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> if I was going to change anything about this community, um, I think the number one thing is getting this community to get more engaged with grow. Like, like we talked about brand growing, but getting this community to just like post more, to po put some more stuff out there 
to build brands to grow this league because the more this league grows, the more eventually you guys are going to make more money. I hear players complaining about salaries and stuff like that and complaining about being away from their families for six months and stuff like that. And like, yeah, I get it, man. There's some struggles in this league. That's a part of life. But like, dude, like we can grow this league and get it to like a much bigger platform. If you guys build your brands, like the league has given opportunities. They've played players in the off season to, do things and they just don't take advantage of it. So it's like, I just want to see more player. I, I mean, I just want to see more players building brands, but I also want to see orgs start teaching players about brand building more because it's like, I feel like some people show up and they just expect results. Like we got to like start, we got to start educating everybody. And like we talk, you know, yay talked about how he didn't know, think about a lot of these stuff and then didn't, didn't know this stuff. Well, then we need to change that. That's something that we do. And I'm sure there has been some changes with some orgs, but we do need to, educate our guys and we need to introduce them to people who do know how to do this stuff so then they can take it for their own grant you know their own knowledge and build something and i think that that's the biggest thing is we need to create a system to where we're educating and and brand like teaching our players how to build brands and not just be players that is the biggest thing we got to stop just being players we got to be esports in general because this is an entertainment industry this isn't just about playing the game it's about being more than you know just the game of 2k so that's just my biggest thing that I would change. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, and, and, and well put, well put. Um, at this point in the show, this OG wants to know uh, rapid fire questions. Um, I answer, ask the questions. I want both of y'all to each answer. Uh, just give a direct answer. Uh, no explanation needed. Just, uh, just shoot, just straight shoot it. Um, Best coaching candidate for season six. Ooh, you ain't not getting me. Deidre Vegas. <laughs> uh, number one pick prediction for season six. Greens. Greens. Okay. Best pro-am team you ever seen? Ooh, best pro-am team I've ever seen. The team with the team, what's, the, what's the that team with Kai No, the team with Kai and them on it. Oh, uh, you had you had Kai, you had Kai Slaughter TB. You also had Bash. You had um, Bear on the six man. That is one of the greatest teams that has ever ever been in the like ever. So that's one of the greatest program teams I've ever seen. They, oh, uh, they yep, they won the most money. That's true. My favorite team to watch is probably No Smoke. Okay. Um. Now this now this is predictions for this this season. Uh, most valuable player. Fair uh, Ooh. Who'd you say, uh, yay? I said Kai. Defensive player of the year. Shifty. Shifty. Um, coach of the year. Nick Cartrell. Ooh, see, my coach of the year is a little different. I, I got to go with uh, Jeff. Okay. Uh, team that'll win the championship. Team that'll win the championship. 3v, team that'll win the 3v3 championship and 5v5 championship. Mm. Hard oh. to say. It's hard not to say T Wolves win the championship. I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, Remember, I said three v three and five. So you gotta, yeah, yeah. Um, three v three. I'll say uh, Duke's gaming. Okay. Honestly, for three v three, I think the Wizards are going to do it. I, I really do think the Wizards will do it in three v three. Five v five, the team I think that's going to win it all. Um, my God, I don't want to go with the T-Wolves because I feel like there, there is a huge upset factor with that team. Um, 
I do think that the Warriors are going to do it this year. I think that the way the practice, mama? I, I, I think it's going to work out for them. I think that the Warriors are going to have a route that is much better compared to the T-Wolves route, and I think that they're going to get it this year. Mm. You think Mom be able to do anything that Kai's doing? Uh, he doesn't need to. He, he, I, I think that he just needs to shoot, make a couple more shots than Antoine, and that's one of the best teams in the league. Hey, if you can build a team around any player, who would it be? Fair to beast. Rhea. Okay. And to cap it all off, um, if you could, if you could head any franchise in the NBA 2K League, which one would it be? If I could have it. Like, just it's mine. Like, literally, I'm running the entire org with the current roster, or is it an empty roster? It, it's just your, the franchise you would like you would like to run, to operate. I mean, I'd love to run any team that's near me at home. So, either Philly, New York, any of the New York teams. So, um, either the Knicks, Nets, or Sixers, one of the three. What about you, Jay? I'll say, for me, it would probably be a, a popular city, a big city with a, a big um, organization. So, I see how big MSG is. So I'll either say the Knicks or, or like the Lakers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, before we get out of here, uh, just uh, what's next with you guys, man? Like, what's like, what what are we shooting for? Like, what's what's going on? I think, yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned something about the UPA and Philly. Are you you plan on it? Are you going or and Champ or what, what you doing? Are you going? Yeah. Um. So. I'll go, I'll go first on this one. Um, so I am going to be going to Philly. I actually am going to be talking to Lux about something, yay, to team up with you on. Um, I'll talk to you about that, definitely. Um, an idea that I have, kind of like a TNT type idea that we could do in Philly. So um, I'll definitely talk about that. Um, but, yeah, um, I do plan on going to Philly um, just to obviously do something in that sense, um, some type of content for the UPA um, obviously I do also plan to go to the NBA 2K league, um, playoffs that's in late August. Um, because I'll, I will be done with school at that point. So I'll be able to go to the playoffs. So I'll definitely be there for the playoffs and the finals, um, for five E five. So I'll, I'll definitely be there. Um, and then leading up to pre-draft, um, I'm kind of, kind of get back into that cycle where I am releasing content and covering around the community and kind of doing what I was doing before, but doing it on a different level and kind of building upon like doing the cycle of making like build videos and trying to educate more on 2k uh, on that sense of things. So that's kind of like what, what I'm looking forward to doing in the fall more versus doing right now. What you got? Yeah. What you got, what you uh, going to be up to other than UPA? Um, yeah. To kind of piggyback off what Chapel saying, I'll be in uh, Philly planning to be there. Uh, hopefully helping out with the broadcasting or doing some content on the side. Um, on top of that, building the five wide brand, building my personal brand, getting videos on YouTube, uh, YouTube shorts, IG, and on TikTok, and growing those pages out. Uh, along with working about you know my regular job work at Salesforce, and trying to figure out some opportunity there and see if they'll dwell into the esports realm. But I think esports has come a little bit bigger to actually get a lot more control and make that a vertical. But that's a whole different conversation for another day. Um, and on top of that, um, just be a fan, man. Like, I just love watching uh, watching hoops, man. I just love watching people hoop. So, like, I'm still going to be in, in the streams for 2K League games, whether it's 5v5, 3v3. Um, and then be in person here at Indy. I got the luxury of 
of being in the city that they're actually playing in and coming in and um, be able to chop it up with some of the players and the coaches and GMs and, and the broadcasting staff, content creators, and be able to network that way and, and see my guys. So um, that's pretty much it, man, for the, for the rest of the summer. Well, appreciate it, man. I definitely appreciate having you guys on. I mean, I, I, I respect what y'all do. I mean, actually, the funny thing, I say this all the time, that uh, I remember when I started doing a lot of articles and, and different type of publications for the MPBA, you know, highlighting players and different things of that nature. It was, it was kind of something I really enjoyed doing. And um, really, I got the idea from uh, Dan. I forget his last name, but he ran the ABL. Um, that, that was the first league I participated in. And he would, he did a lot of graphics and different things like that. And ironically, I still have a lot. I still have pictures of those. I actually need to do some throwback <laughs> days or something like that, but I still got pictures, uh, a lot of graphics that he did and, and, and things like that. But I truly enjoyed that. Cause uh, when I was coming up, I wanted to be a journalist. So it kind of fit up my, my alley to still be able to do, you know, live out some of that when we was running the MPBA, but Watching you guys do it, I think it's important. And I think, Champ, I got on it. Like, I really, it just, it struck me because we don't have a lot of people independently covering a league like that that's really passionate, that that know, you know, a lot of the ins and outs and what's happened over the years. So I think it's important that those people stay uh, connected to the league in some sense. I mean, I, I understand about uh, the econ economic pressures are trying to, uh, keep your brand alive and, you know, have a website and have, you know, get graphics done and all this. And I, I understand totally what, you know, how that works, but I just think staying connected in some type of way, because we need like a, a, a our version of 247 sports and, you know, rivals and different things. Like we, we need that. I think that's why I kind of think of yay. We're doing five. Why, you know, I, I get the chance to watch his videos. I watch the YouTube videos about, you know, about upcoming players and different things in that network. And I think we need that. And I think really to a degree, if you can, y'all have a chance to get access. We don't even have a chance to get, because, you know, at some point down the line, you know, tampering comes into play and different things of that nature, but being able to create outlets that's exclusive and, and have that type of information and, and shoot smack, you know, smack a fee on it, like, and, and different things like that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you may have thought about it, but it, I'm reiterating. Like, I mean, it, it's something that's necessary. I mean, even um, I think, Champ, like, you know, the one thing about it, I know, and it hits heavy during pre-draft is when you have your shows on and, and doing the mock drafts and different things like that. But I think sometimes even, you know, deeper than mock drafts is just showing and telling why you think, you know, this player is this and this player is that, you know, kind of being like the – uh, you know, our own Mel Kuyper or, or Shams or, what you know, what, like all of that combined into one. I mean, and and you did a great job pumping your platform on Twitch, getting partnered and things like that. But I just think everything that y'all y'all touch and y'all do, just keep trying to heighten it. And, and it's, and it's going to thrive. I mean, eventually, I mean, it, it's worked out for a lot of different people. I mean, I'm not the only one sitting in the position I never thought I'd be sitting in. Uh, and just due to, you know, grinding and and, and uh, a lot of hard working and believing in yourself. And I guess this the, the top of it all off is like, you know, be confident in what you do. Don't let nobody talking shit deter you from doing, you know, what you want to do. I mean, 
it's it's okay, champ, to use that block, but I'm telling you, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's so because I I I, I, do I, I I do it. I have done it, I, and I I don't mind it. Like I mean, it's okay because because you're not losing nothing with with people like that. I mean, it's some people in our community that wake up every day to find out whose life or whose world they can disturb. Like I mean, that's literally their purpose. So just ignore the noise. Keep doing what y'all doing. Uh, before we get out of here, I want y'all to plug y'all social uh, channels, your content, where they can find it, all of that. Let it get, let it rip. You got this, yeah. I'll finish it off. Okay. Um, find me on Twitter at Gay Not Gaming. It's Y E Y N O T G A M I N G. Um, with uh, TikTok as Yay Not TikTok. It's two T's in the middle, so it's Y E Y N O T T I K T O K. And then Gay Not Official on Instagram. Also follow the five Y Esports pages. Um, that is five Y Esports on IG. Doing a lot of IG reels, showing some of the the up and coming program talent, top twenty five East position. Showing you little clips on these guys' talent levels. Also underrated, versatile players. It's the kind of the series we're going at, and we're using uh, going after the Yay ladders on TikToks at the moment. So stay tuned on those as well. And then on Instagram, I mean not Instagram, but uh, YouTube uh, is Yay Not Gaming. That's Yay Space Not Space Gaming. Uh, we're able to find those shorts as well. Going to get back and doing some longer shots after the 2K lead to kind of pick back up where we left off going into. Uh, Philly and some of these pro-am teams and players to bring some exposure that way, get some live streams going, my pick up with my boy Champ here and get him on, on camera sometime soon. So make sure you follow all those platforms. And for me, I mean, listen, it's ESGN2K across all platforms. doesn't matter whether it's TikTok, Twitch, uh, even Instagram. Like I said, it's ESGN across all platforms. Um, you know, if you guys personally want to find me, you look up Champ2K underscore um, I'm always open to anything if you guys need help with anything. Um, yeah. And like I said, like for me, I mean, like for up, upcoming content, you know, I will be, you know, covering the league and stuff like that in person when I go to the playoffs and stuff like that. And there'll be a lot of things I'll be getting back to once the, you know, new cycle of 2K starts. Well, cool, man. Like I said, appreciate y'all. Also, um, drink control. Hey, if you ain't if you ain't tried it, I'm telling you, it's good. All right, they got the now they got the bars, and they got the meal. They got the you know the meal replacement shakes. But uh, you know, use my code and check it out if you uh, if you ever want to ever think about doing that. You can um, send some, you can send some control to me um, while you're sending me some jerseys of Nets Gaming Crew. You can send me some control. Yeah, um, control. yeah Kurt. Gotcha. I I can make that. I can make. I can make that happen. I mean, now, mind you, when it comes to the merch, we don't. We don't. Splurge. I don't. I don't want. Hey, to we do don't merch. splurge. We don't. Hey, we don't splurge as much as some orgs do when it comes to mm -hmm. the to that. But definitely, uh, we can make. We can make that happen. Now, I got. I got you, champ. I got. I got you. I got you. All I, I, listen. All I need is a jersey. I don't need. I already I got the hat. Jersey. I, I already, got, I already, I already, got, I already got some. I already got some from you. I need an actual jersey. No, guy. I got. I can. No, I can make that happen. I mean, matter of fact, it, it'd be an easier transition. If, if I know, because if, if you're going to be there for the playoffs and everything oh, like yeah. that, I just make sure I bring something with me. But no, I got mm -hmm. you there. Yeah, what, what did you say you needed? Anything I can rock. Like T-shirt, hoodie. Whatever you can control. Don't matter. Whatever you can yeah, get. Just like, man, make sure I get – I'll get the sizes off the air, and, and then we'll we'll make something shake. Um, mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I wanted to say this. You know, y'all recap 
from Philly. Have y'all back on. We can talk about it. Um, I'm actually going to be at home during that time, but we may, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm trying to make it where Christian get out there and be able to scout and things of that nature. But um, recap, we bring it back to the pod and, and talk about it. But, man, other than that, uh, y'all keep up the good work and see you guys soon, man. See ya. Appreciate you having me. And I want to thank everybody who tuned in for this episode, especially a big shout out to Champion Yay for stopping by. Always a good time to talk with them. Uh, make sure you follow them uh, on all their platforms. Uh, definitely uh, some good guys uh, that you might want to keep up and know, especially uh, if you're looking at making a run at the 2K League. Now, make sure you subscribe uh, to the 2K. Two- the OG Two Cents podcast, uh, like I said, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and YouTube as well. Uh, follow the OG Two Cents podcast on social media at uh, at the OG Two Cents podcast. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, follow myself, uh, OG King Kurt, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OG K I N G C U R T. Uh, make sure you stop by www.ogkingkurt.com for everything uh, with the OG Two Cents podcast and the OG King Kurt brand. Um, make sure you check it out. Uh, drink Control. Uh, everybody knows that uh, I'm on a basket with them actually rocking the hoodie today. Uh, definitely, uh, you want to make sure uh, you check out Drink Control. Uh, drink Control. Contains all that you ask for from a powerful powder meal replacement shake. Uh, it tastes like the bottom of a cereal bowl and it's healthy. Uh, not only does Drink Control have uh, meal replacement shakes, but now you can get a meal to go bars well. Uh, go to drinkcontrol.com and use the code OGKINGKURT uh, for discounts on all their products. Catch me on Esports Extra. Every Saturday and Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BNC Go. Uh, that's with host Larry Ridley, Coach K, uh, Andrea Richmond, a.k.a. Bordy McBoard, um, Derwin Royale, Brandon Bell, Jay Alford, and Antonio Williams. Uh, check out Esports Extra every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BNC Go. Also follow Esports Extra on Twitter and follow Compete Forever on Instagram. Uh, you can go to www.skulls.com slash OG King Kurt and get your OG King Kurt and OG Two Cents podcast uh, merch. Uh, we have anything there from hoodies, long sleeve tees, joggers, uh, mugs, phone covers, you name it. Uh, you can find it there. So uh, make sure you shop there today. Uh, com slash OG King Kurt. You can use uh, the discount code OG 15% uh, and get 15% off your order. So make sure you shop there today. Make sure you tune in to next week's episode. And remember, if it makes sense, it's an OG two cents. OG out. This work in, fellas. And much, much, much love to the entire 2K community for always showing me love. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah.